Welcome to your weekly breakdown, the comfort podcast for cozy weekends. I'm your host, Emily. Pour that second cup of coffee and grab a blanket or crawl back into bed, light your favorite candle, or keep doing whatever it is you're enjoying doing this weekend. It's time to unwind. This is not a meditation podcast. This isn't about productivity or optimization. There's no news or soapboxes to stand on. This is just our few minutes to chat about indulgence, self-care, and simple pleasures. This week, I've got a crazy idea for you. I want you to live your life as though you're recovering from a brain injury. In 2018, I suffered a traumatic brain injury and still deal with the resulting symptoms today. But this isn't about me. This is about you. For the last five years, I've connected with, interviewed, and have been treated by dozens upon dozens of a wide variety of medical practitioners. I have learned a tremendous amount, but one thing that really sticks out that I think might apply to many of you high achievers is that recovering from burnout looks a lot like recovering from head trauma. It all comes down to brain health. No, not tech bro biohacking or optimizing. Just understanding how to keep the guardrails in place so you can complete the marathon, not win the made-up sprint we're all running. You know the one. Early Zoom call, walk the dog, make lunches, get the kids ready for school, maybe shower yourself, crush your work, deal with your shitty boss, inhale three-day-old lukewarm leftovers, back to work, don't forget to pee, silent sob in between calls, throw something together for dinner, maybe exercise, chauffeur your kids around to the activities that sounded really great when you originally signed them up and handed over your wallet, and collapse in a heap on top of the three loads of laundry you forgot to do. Rinse, repeat. It's impossible. We cannot, we will not continue this way, team. If you're constantly feeling like you're burning the candle at both ends, I have three very concrete things for you to consider implementing in your day-to-day. These shifts have been critical, non-negotiables to stopping the downward spiral, to stabilize and finally improve gradually. To be honest, they won't surprise you. One, personal choices, i.e. how to approach your physical and mental health. Number two, a pacing strategy which is a Pomodoro-style flow to your day. Number three, a point system, not unlike Weight Watchers, which we will henceforth refer to as Brain Watchers. I made that up. So let's start with number one, personal choices. How we approach our physical and mental health. This is that, air quotes, self-care topic that we probably spend most of our time reading about and tinkering with. Wellness has become an aesthetic though, and that's not what I'm talking about. Here, I'm talking about the basics. Sleep, diet, exercise, and mindfulness. And there's a good reason for that. So if you already know your shit, then let me save you some time. Focus on A, consistency, and B, variation, and you're winning. For those that need a little more of a breakdown, stay with me. 
Let's start with sleep. Good sleep hygiene is the foundation on which the other building blocks can be placed. You don't need to be a sleep expert to know that a good, solid evening routine can make big improvements on your sleep. It's not rocket surgery. No screens two hours before bed. Exercising during the day will help with sleep. And a calming nighttime routine of something like skincare or stretching, aromatherapy, or reading a book, a paper book, will make a notable difference. The next area of focus that is important but often overlooked is diet. When you're optimizing for brain health, focusing on what you put into your body is going to really impact the way you think and the way you feel. I don't get too complicated with it. More produce, less processed food. If it comes in a package, moderation is key. Not only will limiting booze and caffeine make you feel better, it will also make a notable difference in your sleep quality. Listen, it's really hard to change these habits, but I know you can do it and I know that it's worth doing. Another really important concept is just moving your body. We were not built to sit at a desk and stare at screens all goddamn day. Find an exercise routine you can do consistently. When I was fresh off the brain injury, all I wanted to do was remain horizontal in a dark, silent room. And honestly, sometimes I still really feel like that. I worked with a really talented neuropsychologist for many months, and she encouraged me to commit to a minimum of two walks per day that lasted 45 minutes each. Who has the time? I know. But because I was on a disability leave, I could make that happen. For most, that's not feasible. What I'd suggest that's a bit more manageable is finding either a group of people to work out with or a great home workout program that you enjoy or joining a gym that has classes you like. Those of us with busy schedules or that are not as able-bodied as we used to be might find this hard. But if you're listening to this podcast, I already know you're smart. You can figure this out. Move your bod. If you're physically injured, work with a physiotherapist or whatever kind of practitioner can help you get moving safely. If you're short on ideas, you can always email me. My email's in the show notes. Finally, I'd really like to encourage you to reconnect with things that feel good for your soul. I don't want to sound too woo-woo. I really just mean get outside and be in nature. Have a visit with people who fill up your cup or crack open a fresh new journal to reconnect with your capital S self. Oh, one more thing, get a great therapist. You don't have to do this all by yourself and it's important to have supportive folks who can get you back on track and heading in the right direction. All right, the big number two P, pacing. So that's the Pomodoro style flow to the day. This one is for all my high achievers out there. You're ambitious, you're a self-starter, you are a winner. A pacing strategy is where you alternate fully focused, deep thinking with short breaks. For my nerds out there, yes, this is very similar to the Pomodoro technique. I would consider that to begin and be flexible with it. You may need slightly more or less focus time. Here's how it works. You work the duration that works for you, let's say 20 minutes. Then you have a five minute recovery. Repeat. A few months after my head injury, I could last about 20 minutes. 
And shockingly, my recovery was like 18 minutes. What does recovery time mean though? Recovery time does not mean scrolling through Instagram, calling your mom, going shopping, tidying up, tossing a load of laundry in, or checking emails. No, 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 no. Recovery means destimulating. The quickest way to destimulate your body is by decreasing or cutting off audio and visual stimuli. For me, sometimes it means turning off the light, closing my eyes, and reveling in the silence. As I progressed through my own healing journey, I did begin to incorporate a more active style rest like meditation, breathing exercises, cuddling with the dog, stretching, or a walk around the block. My recovery time slowly decreased from about 18 minutes to about four minutes, but honestly, that's been over the course of years. I really suggest playing around with that work time versus recovery time. If you work in an office environment, fully destimulating may be tricky to do. If there is no dark room to hide in, I suggest closing your eyes at your desk and listening to a guided meditation or going outside for a quick walk. All right, the third one is the point system, brain watchers. This is a game changer for those of us who are go, go, go until we collapse. I want to emphasize that you will absolutely conquer burnout if you can implement a personal pacing system effectively. It's extremely hard to do, but I know if you're listening to this, you're going to try it. So think Weight Watchers, but for your brain, an activity diet. We're going to create a point system for your brain that is going to help you manage your capacity in a day so you can decrease your overall stress and also your need for recovery. The strategy comes from what's called the Parkwood Pacing System, where each and every activity you engage in during the day is associated with a number of points, ranging between one and five. You get a maximum number of points per day, and you can't earn additional points. For example, driving the kids to school, 30 minutes, one point. Catching up with the girls over coffee, 45 minutes, three points. Leading a meeting with six people, one hour, five points. We need to create two things. One, the legend, and two, the schedule. For the legend, I've got a great place to start linked in the show notes. It's a bit of a trackpad for you and you can add or remove items that are more relevant to your day and adjust your points to your liking. In terms of the schedule, if you already have a packed calendar, I want you to go through and score the last couple of weeks. What are you averaging? I'd recommend subtracting about five points from the average over the past couple of weeks and start there. If you don't follow a tight schedule, Build one up from scratch over the next couple of weeks and start tallying points. Each item will be different and every person has a different point capacity. You can test this over a few days to know when you still feel good versus when you're absolutely toast. In the early days post head injury, I could deal with maybe 15 points in a day. They got eaten up pretty quickly between kids and just existing. I'm now up to about 40 or 45 points per day. 
by being thoughtful about how we spend our time and energy, we can better manage for the long term. We each have a breaking point where we are no longer effective. Most of us are struggling through the day as it is, operating in a fog. We are no longer top form in our relationships or with work. We become irritable or depressed, get a headache, have pain. All of these things are our body saying, that's it, stop, that's enough, I have had enough. The reality is, you might have to bail. You might have to reschedule. You may miss an event. You might have to say no. You may have to cancel. You may have to move things around or delay by weeks or months. It can be really, really hard, but I promise you, it's worth it. When you're working your way through the week, start by using this as a gauge. You won't nail it every time, but on the days that you're over your points, check in. How do you feel? What symptoms come up for you? The goal, by the way, high achievers, is not to constantly max out your points each day. I want you to be under. This opens up the opportunity to rest, to recover, to begin to find some joy, even if it's only in the crevices of your day-to-day. This is where we start to grow. The goal is to figure out a sustainable baseline where you feel strong and resilient. Like I said, it may take some time to get there if you have some recovering to do. Give yourself a few months to figure this out. Maybe set a late 2023 goal of finishing out December with some pep in your step. Give yourself a chance and call me when you need a boost. Three very important notes. Number one, you fucking matter. I know it's easy to put yourself at the bottom of the priority list, but I am telling you that you have to stop doing that. You cannot continue to be constantly in service to others when you are a literal depressed and anxious wet noodle collapsing at the end of the day. This does not end well. You matter. You deserve to feel good. Number two, rest is not lazy. You are not lazy. Not being productive is not a failure. Number three, this will take a long time. This is not a one month project. This is a lifestyle change. Set some benchmarks for yourself and manage this like you would any good work project. Whether it's practicing breathing techniques or taking a nap midday, Creating rituals and small moments in our day compounds over time in a really exceptional way. Thank you so much for listening in. I loved having a few minutes with you to relax, and I hope you feel ready and excited for whatever is next in your day. Remember, prioritize those moments of comfort or amusement or pleasure. Find the time for yourself and grab onto that zen in the midst of all the chaos. If you're into the idea of getting recommendations for what to watch, listen to, read, or indulge in in your inbox each week, you will love the Your Weekly Breakdown newsletter. You can subscribe for free at yourweeklybreakdown.com. 
Also, I love feedback and listener questions, so you can hit me anytime at hey at yourweeklybreakdown.com. Most importantly, if you know someone who you think could use a little more comfort in their lives, please share this podcast with them. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you could subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it too, as it helps other people find us more easily. Until next week, take good care of yourself.